it's Page Avenue Crew. My name's Adam. My name is Dan. My name is Ryan. Josh. You're real soft on the intros You're lately. You're so fucking soft, dude. Very flaccid. <laughs> Not if you're looking under the table. <laughs> boner alert. What's up, y'all? What do you think's holding this table up, bro? That boner. God, I got a fucking whiz already. I've been whiz just like 10 minutes ago. We've been here for like two and a half hours. Yeah. Been doing business. Doing business meetings. We take meetings. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> do you have any fucking idea how professional we are, listener? No, they don't. You don't. I just told them. We take meetings. Yeah. Business. We have plans. We have... Uh, Profit and loss margins to examine. Mostly loss, but yeah. P- P&L reports? Yeah, P&L reports. Josh is looking at those shits constantly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's you most, are. It's mostly losses. <laughs> we're yeah. going to talk about a loss tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've been Googling the name of this venue for 25 minutes. We found it. We got a plan. There's a, there's, a, there's a story that's been a legend of this podcast that we've never told. There's a couple of them, but this one is, is known as the Altoona incident. <laughs> 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 this was the incident the night where I went, oh, I should probably start another band. Yeah, this was the... I, I don't think we want to... No, like for real. It's like we need to go on and take a break. We need to step away from fucking story of the year for a while and go and like nothing's working and we need to all just go away for a while. Well, mm-hmm. setting the, uh, setting this fucking stage for a hell of a story right Wait, now. That's not, that that's, that's not, just me. Yeah, I didn't feel like I know, that. No, Dude, I just wanted to play more music with you, man. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I yeah, right. <laughs> no, I, I had this, this was the start of the like we need to take a break. Yeah, I, I had the thought. And, yeah. Uh, and Phil and I had a conversation like we should probably have a hiatus now. Yeah, I did not think After. that. You guys had already started. Creek Fire, because this was 2011. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But, not but I'm like, saying like, yeah, you were like, we should focus on this, and yeah, yeah. we all knew that this was yeah, I yeah. Didn't. Well, because because Greek <laughs> Fire was like something to do when Story of the Year wasn't doing anything, and then I remember sitting outside behind the RV at this point, just going, Story of the Year needs to take a fucking extended break for sure. Mm-hmm. This was the night where I was like, and we did, yeah. This picture of Dan right here with the mic out to a fan, his face is saying, help. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, look, guys, I didn't think like that. I just thought we had a bad night. I mean, it was just a bad night, but it was like the low point of a bunch of bad nights. I think like all the shows were just kind of shitty on this tour. I think it was our worst night. It was the worst night. This was my worst time ever on stage. It was like what an alcoholic calls uh, rock bottom. There would have had had to have been a stage for you to have your worst night on stage. (laughs) Yeah, we weren't on stage. That was an indicator that this was pretty bad. Um, so it's, it's, it's not just that I will point this out cause Josh, you make the a, rust on my mic. You made a good point. It's not just the performance. I think this specific venue, the setting has much to do with this revelation. It was anything. The, perfect, the perfect shit storm, dude. It was, yeah. It was just like we were a couple years before. Uh, never mind. Go the ahead. Cardinals got into a fight with the Reds earlier that day. <laughs> we got to set the, the, the non stage for right. this story. It's 2011. Uh, 2010, right? Don't know. We already failed. End of 2010. I think it was August. Okay. August, yes. August yeah. 16th. This was posted August on October of 2010. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's the end of 2010. Altoona, Pennsylvania. We were in, a, in an RV doing a a weird little small headlining run with a band called American Fangs that we didn't remember. We just searched this and we found uh, pictures and stuff of this show. Hard Google sesh. Um, The Color Morale was on this show, but they weren't on the tour with us, but they played this show randomly. And uh, I wish that we had, uh, I think his name's Steve. He's in Senses Fail now. I wish we had him like to call up right now, which I could probably make that happen real quick. But uh, because he has a great memory of this too, because he just talked to Bon about this. He's like, I was there. Shit was crazy, man. Um, so yeah, we were just having a shitty tour and, uh, we were in a fucking really shitty RV 
playing some shows, playing shows in places like Altoona, Pennsylvania. No offense, guys in Altoona, Pennsylvania and girls. Um, but your city is not like the number one market you're trying to go to. It's a, a really small town between bigger towns that we weren't going to. So it was that kind of tour where we were playing like small places that we hadn't typically gone to and little venues in this case that don't even exist anymore. Which just should have been a really cool punk rock fun show. But like our mentality wasn't there this day, I guess, or mine wasn't. And it, and it was, it was like a, it was like a VFW kind of house show almost. It's like a really small place. But In the basement of a house that was like, maybe like a restaurant upstairs or some shit. Yeah. And it didn't have an actual stage. It was just a floor with a real shitty PA and. Like a drop ceiling in the basement. Like, like, like we're looking at the pictures shit. and there's literally a drop ceiling. Like it's like, it's just a house or basement or some shit. Yeah. I remember load in was like, the whole thing was like, uh, so this, this is it. Like we go down here. And there was, there was hardly any PA. Didn't the shit like, like a breaker blew at one point? It, I don't know, it, but like these everything. photos make it look way nicer and bigger than I remember it. Yeah. I'm sure at the time it the was just like, tight though. it was just not what we wanted to be doing. <laughs> yeah. Like if we played this today, I'd probably be like, fuck yeah, it's fun. Okay. Well, look at that drum set though. I think the show was a small part of it because there's so many factors <laughs> like. Yes. Okay. I thought <laughs> Josh on. was going to say something. No. Um, you know, the constant, we switch management companies and all these people, uh, I'm not going to disparage anybody, but you know, it's, it's one of those deals where management's like, oh, this record, you guys are going to be the biggest band, just sign with us, you're going to be the biggest band in the world, you're going to be bigger than you've ever been, and uh, you know, we're going to get this single here on these stations, like, oh, trust me, you're going to have a top 10 hit, you guys are going <laughs> to make more money than you've ever made, blah, blah, like, we were fully, like, sold. Drinking the Kool-Aid, dude. Yeah, and like... We were guaranteed. Yeah, <laughs> many times, and and even even Elvis, like when we were finishing up the concert, he's like, "Dude, this, I mean, this is going to get you guys in arenas. Like, it has to." Like, I remember having that conversation. Wrong. He's like, "If your if your label if can't get you guys to be one of the biggest bands in the world, like your label needs to be fired, your management, your lawyer, like everyone needs to be, needs to be fired. If this record isn't huge." And I remember having that conversation. I don't know if you guys were in the room, but like, yeah, yeah. So it's like there's we do all look like that- we're playing a wedding. <laughs> There's all that kind of baggage, that psychological baggage going in because none of that panned out. <laughs> We're looking at the pictures as he's telling the story. Sorry, but sorry, right. but yeah. So it wasn't necessarily this, the the city or the show or the venue. Even it was the perfect just storm, dude. The perfect storm of everything that was going wrong in our career. There's actual terrace on the stage, and then we ended up at this <laughs> this night. It, dude, you know what it looks like? It, it was not like, flattering for us. There's a ceiling fan. It looks like there was like maybe yes. a house that became like an Italian restaurant. And then in the basement, they were like, well, we could have weddings and stuff here. So there's like, it does fucking, look like a restaurant. Yeah. Dude, they this put like Christmas lights and this like uh, fake foliage attached to it. And like that, like a, that garden, what do you call that? A trellis like to the side. Dude, this looks like we'd be parked here on a day off and Josh would Google where to get good chicken wings. <laughs> yeah. And we'd be like, they got a fucking drum set up. Let's go play. <laughs> yeah. I hear they just expanded to the basement. Yeah. And that's where we played. We would walk in there and grab wings and take them back to the bus. It was like a walk walkout basement right yeah i don't know i remember there was like a parking lot something like that next to it um, I, I blocked most of it out of my brain until now but like like if our mindset was right like right now if we all walked in there we'd fucking play and have fun and it wouldn't matter yeah we'd just be like this is cool yeah yeah who gives a fuck it actually looking at the photos actually looks really yeah, fun it looks fun i'm sure the people <laughs> there were like what the fuck's wrong with these guys yeah wasn't yeah. there something with the pa though i remember that was yeah the pa was that was the the the, the tipping that point was, for dan yeah, yeah, but that was, I think, my only moment I've ever had 
ever with story of the year where I was like, I don't want to be on stage right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I was like, Look I'm how much room there is. I don't remember like, but well, that's just the floor, but you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember it being like so much cr more cramped and crazy, but we were used to playing fucking huge, awesome, crazy tours and venues and shit. And this was like the opposite. But like I said, that wouldn't have mattered, but all of us were in a weird mindset. None of us really wanted to be there that night. We were like, really, this is what we're doing. Yeah. It was, we showed up to like, I imagine pulling up and seeing like a house and being like, uh, we were all kind of like, what? And then we actually got in there. And I remember specifically, like, I keep saying this, but there was something with the PA and I don't know, was Grady doing sound at that point? And he's mm -hmm. like, no, he wasn't out yet. No, we were in an RV, dude. But somebody. <laughs> I don't think we had a sound guy. We didn't have a sound guy. We were. Which was I remember there being some one. shit like there, there wasn't enough, even enough channels for everything or some kind of shit like that where, where the monitors, like everything was like. We had like one monitor mix, I think. It was like, well you can't turn him up and not you because it's all one monitor mix. Yeah, it, was it was shit like that, which is whatever. Well, when the actual PA speakers are on the floor, yeah, that's and, a problem. Yeah, there, there's not the monitors, the actual speakers yeah, that like the crowd look, listens yeah, to. There's no PA like hanging from the ceiling or anything. It's just stacked next to the stage. Like it's, a side, it's a side fill, basically. Do you mean because if it hung from the ceiling, it would rip the ceiling down? Yeah, it's a drop ceiling. <laughs> so <laughs> the, real, the real turning point as it relates to the show came when Dan... You couldn't hear yourself because yeah, the monitor makes We were a couple shit. songs in, and I'm like, ah, turn me up. What's up? Nothing's on. And then we sang another song, and then I probably picked the monitor up or something like I usually do, like when I'm mad. <laughs> and uh, but it just got like worse and worse, and it wasn't getting any better. And I think like a few songs in, I just started fucking freaking out. And uh, <laughs> in between songs, I think what I said was, <laughs> you said uh, something like, "I don't go to beer anyway." You said something was, like that. I was like, "This is fucking embarrassing," or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. saying something yeah, about yeah. it being embarrassing. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, "What the fuck am I doing here? Why the fuck am I playing this fucking yeah, show?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some shit like yeah, that. You know, yeah. like I was obviously mad, and I was just saying stupid shit, saying my feelings that I shouldn't be saying in front of a crowd. <laughs> um, yeah, but like really angrily, and like, but also trying to be like, "Fuck! I don't give a fuck," you know. And I was like, nobody's going to be mad at me about that. <laughs> but then I like, I was like, yeah, fuck it, dude. What the fuck are we doing here anyway? And I turned around and nobody, everybody's looking at the wall. <laughs> I turned around and just faced uh, the wall. And I was like, and I was oh. Like, oh. oh. No, just me. Just I, me. Huh? I was cowering back by Josh's drums. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, so we play another song. And then like you guys had all left the stage. <laughs> and I'm just standing there wallowing in my misery of being angry. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I literally remember looking at Phil and he was standing like, like, I think outside, I think he walked out the door. Like he was standing outside with his wireless, like he's playing the show, but he wasn't even in the building anymore. Yeah. And I'm just like, Oh my God, I fucked up. Like, Whoa. <laughs> I wish I could, I wish there was a video of me fucking what the dumb shit I was saying. It got worse than what I just said. I, I was just like fucking venting. Yeah. on stage but like there was no fucking i couldn't even tell if people could hear me i was like is this fucking thing on what the fuck are we this is fucking embarrassing yeah you know? and, and for people listening just... yeah monitors are basically speakers pointed at us so we can hear what the fuck we're playing dan didn't have in-ears the only way you could hear what what was coming out of your mouth was these speakers that we call yeah. monitors and if those don't work you don't know what key you're singing like you literally you just can't hear your voice you can't yeah. hear your voice so i like it's kind of crucial to the, yes, to the show. Very, it is very frustrating. And, yeah. you know, I was right to be a little mad about it, but I, I definitely overreacted. But Dude, yeah. this picture fills halfway out the fucking door, basically. Yeah, he yeah. might have already just came He's back in or something there. Away. I don't know. Well, look at his cab. It's turned towards the crowd so they can hear it. Yeah. Like, like the cab oh, yeah, is yeah, turned, turned like it that out. way. Yeah. 
But look, there's like doors over there. He literally went outside and played a few songs. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. And Johnny Venus back there in his fucking golden shorts. Look at him. Yeah. <laughs> those shits. Well, for anyone listening that might, that might have been at the show or have heard about it, but like it was 95% about everything else that was going on in our lives and our band and our business and only 5%. This show was just like the, the, the little spark. Yeah, because you know? that shit happened all the time and I didn't do this. This is not a normal thing for me to start. I mean, sometimes I get mad about not being able to hear and throw a microphone or something, but... Uh, I did not usually vent and yell at the crowd and tell everybody I'm embarrassed to be there. <laughs> that was a one one time only yeah, deal, yeah, one yeah. and done. <laughs> yeah. Um. And yeah, it was definitely just because I was like, "What the fuck is my am I doing with my life? What am I doing here?" Yeah. And yeah. I fucking freaked it, out. Do you read that? It was good. It was good to see a heavy turnout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if uh, El Eldelin Terrace was what the place was yeah, called. Even if it felt like a steam bath, start to end. Yeah. yeah, so there's probably the added irritation of it just being. I think it was super muggy there. and hot, yeah. and we were like, "Yeah, this is cool." No, it's not. It's nice that they wrote there was a heavy turnout because I don't remember it being a heavy turnout. Well, as you look, it looks like there's 45 people there, but <laughs> all 45. That, that might have been that might have been sold out. I don't know. That kid's yeah. shirtless though. He was, you know. Yeah. Is there more of a review as you go down, or does it? I want to see if they say anything about this. Yeah. So anyway, uh, you got. Oh no, that's just other yeah. pictures. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the other the other talent that plays here is yeah. is uh it's rich a little yeah. older than us yeah um but uh so anyway we played the rest of the set it kind of it kind of smoothed out after a while I, it was like a real brief like i freaked the fuck out everybody was like yeah you're embarrassing me by telling them you're embarrassed and then everybody was mad at me but we finished the show <laughs> and uh by the end i was like i was making fun of myself i'm like i don't know i'm a fucking idiot i'm sorry and then, uh, whatever we got done, went out to the RV, the cruise America RV <laughs> that we were renting. And, uh, somebody came out and knocked on the door and gave us a note. Remember this? Yes. And it was like a fucking full page written letter to me about how shitty I am and how fucking unprofessional it was and all this shit. And it had like a number on it and all this shit. And like, call I me. I totally forgot. About I don't that. exactly remember what it said, but it was like. I felt real bad after reading it. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. So I called the person and yeah, and that was fine after that. I was like, I'm sorry, yeah, I'm an idiot. That, that sucked. Yeah. And uh, they weren't mad, but that was like how how the crowd perceived it. They're like, wow, what the fuck is happening right now? Yeah, I did like a fucking, what's the, the dude from, uh, I don't know, the dude from Puddle of Mud or something. Like he melts down on stage and like, yeah. or the Smash Mouth guy where he just did a racist rant or something. At least mine was just like <laughs> yeah, anger. Yeah. But but I had that moment one time yeah. 10 years ago. But I mean, like to your, I think it was just all of us besides Josh felt like it was just like, dude, we got to, this, this is, things aren't going the way they're supposed to be going, especially after all that talk with mm-hmm. <laughs> about what was supposed to happen on this record, you know? And I think this was just a culmination of fucking years of this is just like this was the night where at least in my mind I was like we're just we're going down the wrong path here, you know. If you also think about it like on the timeline of how a genre rises to mainstream and then kind of trickles down, very think true. about like two thousand four, five, whatever when emo really went mainstream. Six years later, it was like the perfect time for shit to just not be happening for a band. Very true. And for all that fucking like that spinal tap moment shit to just really fucking yeah, hit. Yeah, but like it was way easier for you guys to go, man, we should probably take a break. You well, all had well, other things to do. No, yeah, I mean, it, it, well, I, I didn't have look a thing at yet. us. Why, <laughs> wouldn't, why wouldn't we be taking a fucking break right there? Yeah, not yeah, yeah. Dude, not yet. Yeah. Like it was, 
I like we were all we were all bummed on everything. Like we we thought we had this amazing album, but it wasn't connecting. Management was talking about all this shit that wasn't connecting. And then we had this terrible show in this small venue in this small town. This in wasn't an the RV. end because we toured through 2011 too. As yeah. I just I thought this was later because we did the Flyleaf tour after this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which wasn't real. That was it. Though. It wasn't real great for our morale on that one either. But uh, you know, at least that was a tour that had people at it. But <laughs> but we were like, we're opening for them. Yeah, like, this is yeah, yeah, yeah. this is what's happening again. Not disparaging them, but no, like, no, they're great. But it was like that was weird for us. Like yeah, everything yeah. was just not what it was supposed to be doing. That's it. It's just not what it was supposed to be. Like I remember thinking, it's like, dude, it's like you. I put everything that I fucking have into this band for my whole fucking adult life and then into this record and like that shit with the oral management company, like the way we were sold that whole bag of, like I, that's, that had a big effect on me. I, that was like really, I took that really hard. Cause I was like, I think I, uh, for a long time, my ego just wouldn't let me admit, I just felt fucking stupid. Like I just was had, you know? Like yeah. that dude just fucking had me, you know, and I totally believed it. And I was, I just felt like a gullible fucking idiot that like just got taken advantage of, you know, like the dumbest motherfucker ever lived. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean like the dude's just sitting there <laughs> promising. Every, I've heard the songs. You guys are going to top 10 fucking worldwide well, yachts, million dollars this year. Guarantee make a million dollars this year. Blah, blah. And then cut. We're playing in me and Ma's basement. Yep. <laughs> You, you know, felt, you felt like Scotty after he showed his car to Dirk and tried to kiss him. You're I just, just alone. fucking idiot. <laughs> I felt like a fucking gullible seventeen-year-old. That's yeah, what I and felt. And ninety percent of it was nobody's fault because it's just our kind of music took a fucking shit in those few years right there. Yeah. Like it was just those years were not great for you know the whatever we were doing. It, we didn't call it emo at the time, screamo, but that's what it was. But it, it went away, and then it came back a few years after mm-hmm. that. And we, we, you know, we rode the the wave through it, and we made it, but. It was a hard time in those few years. There was nobody in our genre killing it at that point. You know? And it's also like, it's all perspective, right? So a local band in Altoona, there's pictures, it's packed full of sweaty ass kids. This would be like the highlight of their fucking life. Yeah. And to us, it was like, oh, it was the opposite of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's embarrassing now to be like, why did I, why was I mad about that? It's like, look, it looks like a fun show. It looks cool. Yep. I, I think it's go there just, and play. I think it's just all those other things. And then the, you just snap, dude. Like I snapped mentally, you know, I was like, we got to go away, dude. We also were at a time where like, there's so much about our era where we lived through this whole transition and Ryan and I made a whole fucking documentary about it. Where like, we lived through this transition into the whole digital age where not only did everything change about distribution, but how you record music, how you play music live, all that shit at all. We lived through all of that and it was extra tough for us because we got signed at the tail end of the old shit. So we weren't like a, a new young band who was self-sufficient on the level of like, yeah, we have our own in-ear shit and we have all this and we, we, we can play anywhere and it doesn't fucking matter like the way a band kind of can now. We, we were reliant on having like this giant crew mm-hmm. at, at our peak and all this stuff, all these expectations. And then we're playing in a basement with no crew in an RV. <laughs> yeah. Like we, we couldn't yeah. do shit on our own cause we weren't even set up that way. So it was just like this, multi-layer letdown kind of situation. So true. And when people always ask like in interviews or like on this podcast, I've probably said it eight times, your favorite moment, a story of the year. And like usually one of three things I say are the wolves pledge music campaign. Cause it's because of this shit where you go, dude, like, are we done? 
Like, does anyone care? Does anyone care? And this was kind of it. We finished out touring on this record and went away for fucking seven years or whatever, you know? Concert was 2010. Wolves was 18, right? So like, you know, it's this is what I have in my mind when I'm sitting in my living room, like getting ready to hit publish on the Pledge Music campaign, you know? It's like, fuck, I wonder if we're going to hit our goal. And then 24 hours later, we're like fully funded. Shit's like amazing. Everyone's like so stoked we're back. That's why it was so special because it took... This is what we went through, you know? That's why my answer is what it is, you know? You got to hit rock bottom, like you said. Yeah. To really... uh, That's the face of it right there. (laughs) To reset the perspective. Yeah. I I think I have my eyes closed because I'm like, I'm not here. I'm not here. (laughs) I'm singing with my eyes closed. I think I'm like literally like, oh my God, fucking just finished the set. Yeah. It was like, uh, you know, you always hear about bands like they walked off after three songs. This was one of those nights where I'm surprised we didn't do that but we weren't that kind of band where we yeah. would just quit in the yeah. middle. But, but it was like apparent after a few songs, like we probably shouldn't be fucking playing tonight. This yeah. is fucking insane. We yeah. had to have cut at least a couple, a couple oh, of sure. songs, we right? Cut some yeah. shit for sure. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was fucking fine. Maybe it was really funny and we just have the worst memories of it. But at least one fan wrote me a letter that I was just not re- fine. I just remember, I remember standing there and watching you shake a monitor over your head. Oh yeah. The and shit like, wasn't even on. I will give myself that credit. I was like, this fight's not on. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I that's happened. Actually that, 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 yeah, that's happened a bunch of yeah, times, yeah. but, but I remember watching that and just, and, and that I felt like that was kind of like, we've all been frustrated. You've been frustrated with sound like all of us, but like, I felt like that was kind of like further than I've ever seen. Like a, that, that there was something different on this night. I was like, yep. Dan's brain just broke. You know, I was just over it. I was yeah. like, fuck it. I don't care if I get, if I, they, that you guys can kick me out right now. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, fucking yeah. good luck going on with somebody else. Yeah. I don't want to be here. <laughs> yeah. This was one of the only, I, this might be the only night in my entire touring career that I was like, I, I really, I like fantasize about just driving the RV home that night. Tours over. I was like, we could just go home now and I'd yeah. be fine. I wonder, I've never had that feeling. I before. wonder where we played after this. <laughs> yeah. Like what was the next show? Don't know. I have no idea, dude. Maybe it was like New York or something. Cause we're in. Pennsylvania. I, I don't remember it being like shitty after that. I think it was so embarrassing that I was like, okay, I won't do that again. I promise. Yeah. But, but, but dude, this is a really good thing because I yeah, mean, it's even, cool to be able to live through it and talk about it. And, um, yeah, totally. But what I'm saying is we've had such a l- small amount of truly shitty shows. Even if we've been drunk and like played like shit or people are like gear malfunctions stuff, like we usually have a good time. Mm-hmm. Like this is like, I don't know. This is maybe the only show I've ever played in my life where I was like, I don't want to be on stage. Mm-hmm. That's a really yeah. positive way to look at it. Yeah, it's yeah. one of very few shows where I'm like, I remember not liking the show. Yeah. There's better and worse shows, but... Yeah. So think about a regular person. You know, this is your job. If you, who who only has one bad, bad day ever in 20 years Yeah, at work, you know? Yeah. Like, you, dude, even... The fucking, the Godsmack show where we got jumped and I got The show punched. was fucking awesome. The show ripped. The show was yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But with this show, the even like the review of it here, the accidental comedy of each photo's uh, caption, Dan Marcello of Story of the Year, again, comma, Dan Marcello, <laughs> period. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. And then there's you. There I am wearing my shirt from fucking the Old skull. Navy or whatever. They called you the skull. The, the skull, skull of Story of the Year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's see all these That's- captions. Josh Wills and the skull. <laughs> the skull. Ryan Phillips. Ryan Phillips. You're, you're just, oh, well, gosh. That's what your face is saying. You're like, oh, I'm just, uh, I got to get out of here. Mm. I like your shorts. <laughs> <laughs>
the, you're wearing your fucking uh, you're wearing your shorts that you, you, you wear. You look very on you. I know. You're wearing your, your shorts that you wear to go catch crawdads in the creek. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The fucking uh, the creek oh, stompers. No. Yeah, I love those shoes I had on though. Those dude, the fucking bus driver threw away those shoes on yeah. the next tour. It's because he caught a '69 in next to him. Yeah, the flyleaf uh, bus driver, whoever that was. Uh, that was Josh Head. Yeah, that was when we had the Emory bus. Yeah. Maybe after that, I don't know. Some a bus driver threw away those fucking. We shoes. couldn't afford a bus at this point. Maybe it was on the drugs tour after in like 2012 or something or 2011. What was the date on that? Uh, uh, that was August uh, 2010. Yeah, it was before the flyleaf tour. It's like right before the flyleaf tour. But what was the actual date? I don't know. It's not on this August 10th. Thing. It says I think, right? Yeah, August 10th. Confirmed. Yeah. Okay, so we had done a show with. Silverstein and a couple other people right before this. We were like on this like one off, just like doing random ass shows, I guess. Bunch of B markets yeah. in between because we had, I th- maybe was it because the Flyleaf tour, we couldn't play the same cities, right? Yeah, maybe. Usually that, was that it. kind of thing. Oh, that's that probably right. why. Yeah, we were yeah, doing yeah. B markets. Yeah, yeah. Or like C or D. Like, because technically St. Louis is a B market. Like, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. This in booking Asian terms. Yeah, we did that Webster Theater thing with Silverstein. That was cool. And Emery, and that's when we met them and talked about the bus. I partied on their bus that night. Oh, yeah. And we were like, dude, can we rent your bus? Yeah. And the transmission thing, yeah. And then we took it out on the Flyleaf tour, like a month later. Shout out Josh Head, the shaman. Shout out Emery. God, it's weird to look at these things. I know. Concertarchives.org. Hey, if anybody listening remembers any of these shows, or or any show, period, go to concertarchives.org. You can upload photos. You can, you know, do all kinds of shit. You can add to the, um, if there's a show that's not on here, you can apparently add it. It's pretty sick. So then this is just part of it. The Flyleaf tour was whatever. Like, uh, I don't think any of us cared, you know, that was fun. And we were like giving minimal effort cause we weren't headlining and we just showed up every day and got drunk, played shows. It was fun. It was very fun, but I don't think like we thought about it too much. We, we had no meltdowns or anything. It was just like, this is easy. Yeah. It was a dry tour, but we got drunk every night. Yeah, they, we yeah. were not allowed to drink on stage per Flyleaf's request, but we did every night. We just couldn't have logos and stuff. Yeah. Coke can uh, with fucking Captain They were all it. so fucking nice, dude. They were dude. very Their nice. Their whole crew, band, they're just so nice. They're a Christian band. They have a lot of rules. A lot of the bands at the time were in that in that world where, you know, they're like, people can't see us drinking. It's like, okay, well, we can. Because <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I don't have rules. I'm, I a, still, I'm an adult. I still talk to Samir, like, to this day. We were texting, yeah, like, They were ago. fucking super nice people. But anyway, I was going to say, right after that, we did a couple little things. We kind of coasted through after that show, and then we did Soundwave in Australia. And I remember that was another, oh, like, yeah. like, we are not fucking good right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was so, the actual last thing, I think. We were like, fuck it. Like I'm a, done. a year later. Yeah, yeah, it was in 2011. It was almost yeah. a year later. But we did that whole cycle, and, like, nothing good happened the whole time, you know? And then we did that, and we were like, hmm, yep, we're not as good as everybody else. This yep. is the first time in our career we weren't the best band on the stage. Yeah. yeah, well, a lot of that too was we were the only band that didn't have fucking tracks playing nonstop. Yep. We weren't playing to a click or weren't anything. on a click. We were just all over the fucking place. Shit under rehearsed, under rehearsed, shitty rental gear. Like it was so like I'm sure we had a couple mouth gear malfunctions on top of that. Like I remember watching um, was all time low. Yeah, yeah, here's here's a lineup: Panic at the Disco, All Time Low, Yellow Card. Okay, so Hello, Yellow Card, Hello Goodbye, Story of the Year, Four Years Strong, a bunch of other yeah, bands. Yeah. Specifically, well. Yellow Card and All Time Low. I remember watching, probably with you guys, just going like, "Oh man, yeah, like, like everyone sounds so tight and good, and we suck." We're like, like that's what a band's supposed to sound like right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, that's the start. We're of up us. there, raw dog, in the fucking crowd. <laughs> yeah, 
And they had full protection behind them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So yeah. yeah, so now when you, if you've heard us in the last uh, I don't know ten years, yeah, we we wear condoms on stage. Now <laughs> we wear condoms. If if you're listening to ribs, sidewalks, and you hear the strings live, those are all on tracks and shit. Every band does that stuff. It just used to be one acoustic going, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> yeah. and me going like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a shreds video, dude. Yeah, and you know, just Scoobs is a fucking beast on that click. Just it's we're beast. just we're so much better yep. on the click, you know. You know, I mean, from your infamous article, what you do on the drums. I set the standard for ferocity. That's right. <laughs> that's what yeah. it says. Yeah. That was before Click Track, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, still. But yeah, that's that was re- pre-2011, too. We're- <laughs> that was the Flyleaf tour. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, shit. You were still setting the standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you Ben had set that. Well, we had lost our ferocity. But- Wait, no. <laughs> that wasn't the Flyleaf tour. Because we, we were in an actual bus. Yeah, I was going to say, we didn't have a lot of ferocity right around <laughs> oh, then. Oh, that but- was that... Uh- Devil Wars Prada? Yeah. That yeah, tour. Yeah. yeah, you were ferocious. Uh, well, we had to be so ferocious. ferocious. We had to be because everybody was fucking metal bands and we were like, Jesus yeah. Christ, we're not a metal band. Yeah. I was ferocious. Same with record my cycle. Gloves and stick wrap. <laughs> Vinny yeah, Paul I went, style. I went from wearing that shit like a badge of honor, like the fact that we don't have any tracks, that, not on a click track. Because I was like, we're like fucking Zeppelin. Yeah, we're, we're like, like Rage. We're, we're a real fucking we're, band. We don't need that shit. Yeah, we're like the Refuse, the Rage, or blah, 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 or like whoever. I remember like carrying that as like kind of a source of pride. And then that, Somewhere around here, it kind of transitioned to like, oh, no, actually, that's just stupid. We're just amateurs. And all these people <laughs> yeah. are pros. Which it was cool. Like, <laughs> we we were good at it, and we could do it like that. But we didn't, re- or we, I, we probably realized it, but we just were too proud to admit that a little bit of that's only going to make us so much better. You know, mm-hmm. it's like... We're, we're also leaving out a lot of shit by not doing it. Yeah, it's like we just added a few elements to our show that makes us such a better band. Yeah. And we're not cheating. It's not like fucking like we're not doing everything. We, we're still singing everything and fucking playing everything. It's just we have extra shit going and it's fucking great. Like every yep. band does. Yeah. But we were too proud to admit that we could do that for a yeah. lot of years. Yeah. yeah. The, especially if it's like a synth part or like, a, you know, some a percussion. Or, section. Yeah. It's yeah. like we still like it's still our music. We still wrote it. It's just yeah. we can't afford to have a fucking string section on stage. You know, yeah. Yeah. we talked to Ryan Key from Yellow Card on that tour. I think yeah. about it. Yeah, he was like, "Well, yeah, we got a couple things going here. We got like a extra guitar track that I play here, but it's on there." And we're just like, "Oh shit, that's why you sound so fucking good." Yeah, it's like you have extra guitars, <laughs> like in there. It's like yeah. that blew my fucking mind. You're like, but, yeah. but just even with the string shit, like they have a, a violin player in the band. Yeah, but if there's a full like five piece string section, mm-hmm. you know, it's not. 1992 Guns N' Roses days where you have mm-hmm. a whole, the, the mm-hmm. local fucking symphony yeah. <laughs> like playing your shit. So yeah. what do you do? You put it on tracks. Oh yeah, drugs played Soundwave as well. You were double dutying then. Yeah, That's right. dude, I remember having a conversation. I forgot who it was with specifically, but I was on my shit. All of us, because we were like basically higher-ons, we were really well rehearsed. We came into the shit playing it exact album versions except Craig. Um, Gear still didn't work though. <laughs> yeah, I mean it worked better on on that shit than than anything with us because it was like everything was just really well dialed in, and I probably played my best at that point because it it was like okay we have to play the album not the way we did it where it's like oh yeah we played this live version you know we kind of like we always as story of the year yeah. had kind of our live version that we it was played like, we play a loose version of our own song <laughs> yeah <Right>. yeah <laughs> so I remember you you guys watching us and then it was Phil or one of you guys was like, dude, Josh shaking his head. It was not Josh. It was, <laughs> it wasn't it was me. like, dude, what, why the fuck isn't Adam like that in our band? You know, <laughs> it's it something like that. And 
that was part of my revelation. Well, like, oh, that's we're, we're not quite doing shit. You guys were right. on a click doing all that fucking shit that we yeah. weren't doing yet. Yeah. We're like, wow, they sound good. Yep. We're fucking way higher up on the bill. and We don't sound good. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of. It was just all the little shit that, you know, we learned. As much as the click and tracks and all that stuff came into a, a account then, I specifically remember we didn't rehearse oh, at all. Oh, that's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. Well, we we did like a practice, yeah, and then and we if we probably hadn't played a show in six months, yeah, we got we were just way too comfortable. Like, yeah, we got it. Yeah, yeah. we we played yeah. like one. We did one rehearsal and then we went to Australia. Because yeah. I would say like on the Black Swan <laughs> record cycle, we were fucking great. Yeah, like yeah. we yeah. played every fucking day. We were amazing every day. Didn't matter, like, right before this, but we had taken some time off, and our morale had fucking sank, yeah, and yep. all of a sudden, we weren't the same band. I attribute yep. us being shitty more to we didn't rehearse a fucking lick. We yeah. didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. More than the tracks thing. Yeah, it's, I, it's, oh, it's, dude, it's dude. not all that. We just realized that that would be an obvious thing that could help us. You yeah, know? for it's sure. A, it's a, again, it was like a perfect storm yeah. of... It's a lot of, of it, but being wrong. on a click has made a world of difference. It sets the bar. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's easier to recognize who's fucking up, who's off, like, you know. Well, it's just if you're a fan listening and, and you're used to hearing a song for fucking 10 years or whatever, and you see the band play it and they're playing it 15 BPM faster, even, you don't have to be a musician to go, this feels weird. Yeah. But when you're playing live and everything's the exact tempo of the song you've been listening to since middle school, it's just better. Yeah. I don't know, care who you are. Like if you're just playing off a click and like, you're not going to be at that exact BPM. It doesn't take but two or three for someone to go Oh, Deftones was fast tonight. You know, yeah. like that, that, so that doesn't play that song slow tonight. It's usually slower for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but I'm just saying there's like, that's a very not real that they thing. They should play to a click, but they would benefit from that <laughs> because yeah. their vibe is up or down. And as we always were too, which is kind of cool sometimes because like energy adds, you know, speed and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just something cool about stuff and that's cool. But when it's not the right energy, it's not great. And and there was something about like this period of time where it it was kind of transitioning from everything that we grew up on, where you could have the, you know, the ups and downs of the tour and the night, whatever, to the expectations being more like, well, that doesn't sound like the album, you know? Mm -hmm. Like Ryan, you said, we couldn't get over the idea that we were not Deftones, we weren't Rage, we Mm -hmm. weren't like all these 90s bands and that we we were much more like the bands that were now doing things in a way that was unfamiliar to us. That's it right there. And once we got over that and embraced it, we became, we weren't a fan of our whole scene for a long time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's what it boils down to. Yeah. 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 And like we had friends and we liked our friends and we liked their bands, but we didn't identify. No, dude, you went and started a punk rock band. I started a band where I could play smashing pumpkins guitar. What we really thought we were trying to do was not what we actually did. And then, you know, now we've, now we're all into what it is now, but it took us yeah. a long time to figure out what our band even was and how do we fit in the scene. And it was a weird time. There was, was like a five-year window where something in my, my brain, like I couldn't listen to anything in our genre, mm-hmm. anything like, and, and I mean like anything, like I would see it like pop up on my phone or whatever, or like somebody's like, no, I don't listen to that, you know? And that's mm-hmm. weird. Like now I'll listen to that first used album or like Glassjaw or just anything like that. And now I, I, now I just associate it with like an awesome time in my life and I fucking love it, you know? Yeah, I've still never heard a whole My Chemical Romance album from start to finish, which is fucking weird because we've toured with them five times. Mm-hmm. But at the time I was just like, nah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I get that they're fucking great and I love, I love their band and the idea of their band, but 
I just didn't listen to that stuff, you know? Yeah. I was so over it. Like I, we were in Europe, I guess like right around the same time in Europe. And I, I don't know. I just remember like wherever we were staying, I guess it was like Soundway. I don't know, whatever. There was like a lake. We were, our bus was parked by a lake and I was just like walking laps around this lake and just going like, dude, I, like, I remember just thinking to myself, like, I have no idea. Like, I don't know anything about our scene anymore. I don't identify with it. I don't like want to identify with it. Like something about it. I just, I just, I just felt like, I felt like the fucking 25 year old dude at the high school party. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, just none of this makes any sense to me. Like all these new bands coming up. I was like, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand. It's like, you know, you have that first time you have that moment. Like we came up and it was all of our peers. Like we listened to thrice. We listened to the use. We listened to sh- all these bands we were touring with. We actually like listened to them and shit. We like delivered pizzas, listening to thrice and glass jaw, you know, and refused and all that. Then it got to a point where all that whole another generation after us came up and I just like, I couldn't fucking get it. And I was like, yeah, why are these bands so huge? I just, I don't not, not to like take anything away from them, but like, I just, it like, it was like two plus two equals five. I don't understand why this band's so huge. I don't understand it. Like, you know, dude, that, that's like, I feel like that's just inherent in any artist's evolution as a, like an individual, as a person getting older, like for 99% of us, that's how you experience the world. Like you fully get it when you're at a certain age, at a certain position in your evolution. And then everything else seems foreign at, yeah, a, at a certain position. You I know? think it was cause it was like the next thing right after. Cause now I'll hear a new band and go, Oh, I totally like I fucking yeah. turnstiles. Like I totally understand why everyone thinks this is the most authentic, credible, like raddest shit in the entire world. It's fucking amazing. You have to remove yourself. Exactly. So far yeah. to be able to look back and go, Oh, yeah. okay. I get this yeah, now. Yeah. Or like re-enter. We were, too, we were too buried in the whole fucking thing that mm-hmm. yeah we could. Or see like anything. re-enter. Yeah, you got to go away for a while and come back and then and then like now it's, again I don't I'm repeating myself but there, I hear a new band I'm just like, dude. N- not only do I understand why that's big, but it's like I fucking love it. Like it's mm-hmm. awesome, you know. Dude, that what we went through and what we're going through now, like the the kind of resurgence. There's so many parallels with any kind of art. Like I, I think about this with like actors who like Bob Saget rest in peace Bob Saget how did Bob Saget finish a point and then tell me I feel like like he came up as this stand-up dude who was like super raunchy and like the opposite of like a, a TV dad a, you know uh PG you know the style of comedian that he was perceived as as you know the dad from Full House but he then embraced that whatever or, or that's what paid his bills he did that and then that went away for a while and it was almost like that kind of tv show that role for him was like a meme it was like a fucking joke mm-hmm. but then it came back around and he embraced it fucking full house came back and all the nostalgia kicks in and you realize oh that was something really special at that time not only for the people who were involved but everyone who experienced it blah 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 you have this there's just like this arc as an artist you find your place you find out who you are and you connect to it in a different way later in life or you really settle into who you realize that you are even like Limp Biscuit right now, watching them do a thing that is no longer trying to take themselves too seriously. They're embracing this kind of like Fred's wearing that weird shit. Like Wes has always done weird shit. They're just like, you know, there's this like arc of your evolution as an artist. And I feel mm-hmm. like we're now at a place where we fully understand who we are and who we should be going forward. And at the point where we were in 2010, the show that we started the conversation with, we had no fucking clue who we were or where we should be going or anything. We were lost as fuck. And Mm -hmm. that's why that was our low point. Yeah, exactly. And we couldn't have wrote (laughs) songs in 2012 
what the fuck are we going to write that would make any sense in the in the scene? Yeah. Like we had no clue what we, what we were doing. What we did do the 10-year anniversary thing, you know, and mm-hmm. that was our way of like kind of wasting some time for a year. We we're like, oh, this will work. Yeah. And we did that and it was cool. That that tour was great. But yeah, the Limp Bizkit thing makes sense. Although they might be, you know, making a little too much fun of themselves, but maybe that's not <laughs> going to pan out for themselves. But you know, they're having fun with it and I think they understand, yeah, what their their role in music is right now. Yeah, it's just a fucking, I feel like very, very few people can be legitimate, genuine artists and navigate that whole thing in a way where you don't completely self-destruct at some point. Like everyone, yeah, some bands can do it. That's crazy. Like, like they just continually put out great shit every fucking two years and you're like, wow, they reinvented themselves in a good way. But it's so rare, dude. It's fucking hard. Yeah. But the other thing that's cool about our journey and like these low points and shit is that, again, perspective, like not just the band, like other shit that we've all been through in real life. Like the fact that we're sitting here talking and we're making a new record and we get to play shows like my, like I'm good. Like, and we don't hate each other. I'm fucking good. <laughs> like, like, like I'm, it's pretty sick. I, I, I'm good. I get to be creative and play my fucking guitar. Josh hates us evidently. Like, but, <laughs> like you won't even answer right now. How stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't think we'd still be here at this point 20 years ago. I didn't anyway. So Ryan, you like your guitar still? Or? Yes. Lit. Lit. Hey, Bob Saget, uh, cause of death, uh, not officially announced, by the way, to answer your question from before. No foul play or drugs, though. Really? Yeah. Damn. Not yet. He probably just died. Yeah, he's 65, dude. That's fucking brutal. Shit happens. Yeah. I mean, I hope it's not something like overdose or something, you know, something like... He had medication, but I don't even think he was like a big, like, listening to all the different comedian podcasts and stuff. I don't think he was like a big drinker, so I don't know that he would be a person that like would mismanage his medication, you know what I mean? Yeah. But as far as like drugs or foul play or anything like in the hotel room, there's no sign of that at all. Hotel room, like he was on tour? Yeah. He was in Orlando. Yeah. He played a show the night before. Damn. Or that night. I don't know. Said he was found laying on his back, face up. Like just there he was. Dude. Yeah. I hope it's just some kind of like undiagnosed heart condition or some shit and has nothing to do with mental health or, you know, overdosing or. I don't think so. Not that that makes it any better, but it makes it less bad, you know? Think about somebody like Robin Williams who, you know, made so many people happy, but, you know, internally was dealing, yeah, but there, privately I mean, was dealing could, with so much shit. It could be anything. It's heartbreaking. Like, my stepmom just passed away in her sleep from, like, a weird blood clot. Yeah. It could just be anything. I hope it's something like that. Like, again, not that it makes it better, but, I don't know, it's brutal. We're definitely at that age right now where, like we were talking about this before, just more people die that you care about because the people you care about are older. I didn't know them, so. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? People were influential in your life or like were a big part of your childhood or. I hope I go the night before we play Altoona again. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> hope you guys see me in the in the hotel and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, we don't got to play Altoona at least. It's Dan's final gift to us. <laughs> That's how you bring that story back. If you die, we're going to make sure your memorial's in Altoona. <laughs> <laughs> At the mummify me on the stage we're and still serve, play. We're serve fucking pasta and shit. <laughs> you, like on you guys the side. stand off stage, put me on stage, and just play the songs. Yeah, we'll be outside. <laughs> just go. Yeah, fuck you, Dan. Uh-huh. I'm, gonna put, I'm gonna put a monitor on top of your coffin. Look at Drew. Drew's doing a pose of a dead person holding a monitor over his head. Uh, that's how we end this podcast. All right. In closing, I'm sorry, Altoona. <laughs>
We're sorry too. You have a shitty city name though, to be honest. Smells like Altoona. But um, it's not your fault. It's mine. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't you. It was me. Uh, And, uh, you know, I doubt that we have any fans there, so it doesn't matter anyway. But if we do, I love you. Fucking A. Well, uh, thanks for listening to the most depressing episode of this whole podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's a real bum out, guys. Yeah. Hey, I, th- I feel like we said some uh, some good shit. I feel like we dug deep emotionally. You know, we talked about our journey, and that's important. It's a good one. It's been a good therapy session. Mm-hmm. Thanks, listeners. All right. If you want to support our band and our mental health journey, you can go, <laughs> go to patreon.com slash story of the year. For real, um, it, it's a big part of everything with us right now, uh, being the band and the the small business that we are. There's a lot of benefits there that are that are pretty sick. Exclusive merch, you know, access to the Discord server and included VIP shit for when we start playing shows because that's coming up. Patreon.com slash Story of the Year. If you want to follow the band, it's at Story of the Year on everything, of course. One of our meetings we just had was about how to make it better. Yeah, we're going to make we it We take better. meetings. I don't know if you guys remember that. We're real important people. Yeah, really feel like it's important. It's true. You can follow me at Adam at QTLiquidDeath.poop. Wow. That's mine too. Yeah. How'd you get that? It's brand crossover, dude. You're uh-huh. part of it? Yeah. Sick, dude. Sweet. Yeah, follow Dan there too. What about Ryan? Where can you find Ryan on the internet? Uh, Dan for mayor of Altoona.org. <laughs> Dan for mayor, yes. I'm at whatever.gov. Yeah, you're, you're Dan's opposition in the race. You could be Alderman. <laughs> <laughs> Alderman of Altoona. I want to be president at myspace.com. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, if you're from anywhere outside of Altoona, actually, Josh has a message for you. Suck one. Ha, 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 ha.